TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Liz. Look at this. Go on, same. Most people do. On the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast. My name is Dave, I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who is the companion. Yes, uh, we're back. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a while, it's, it's been a good, uh, good vacation. Yeah, I mean, well, we were supposed to be back, you know, a few months ago, right? Yeah, a few months ago, uh, <laughs> we were supposed to be having another season. We're talking about Orphan Black and all this. And we did actually record two or three episodes. I think we actually recorded, like, three or four. Because we, oh. reco we recorded the recaps, too. Yeah, the recaps, that's why. That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, but what happened, see, what happened was... Since I moved away, I moved state to state, had some internet problems for about a month, um, which made watching the show in general really difficult, as well as recording podcasts, editing it, publishing it, and all this wacky stuff. And when I finally did have internet, I was also pretty busy because I had a job, and I was in an apartment, and all that was in the apartment, as far as furniture goes, was some bar stools. And that's it. That was the whole <laughs> furniture line. So obviously I was busy unpacking and getting my life together. And sh uh, to make a long story short, uh, I'm not even done watching Orphan Black. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. So we would still be like, <laughs> in the middle of that one too, so... Oh, Probably best that we just kind of scratch that project. And besides, I don't think season three of Orphan Black was as exciting as the first two. Right. It was a little. I'm guessing. Least, I'm guessing it's that middle dip that some things have. You know, where it's it kind of gets a little boring in the middle, and then towards the end, it's going to get you know. So like, I'm thinking, you know, season four and five are going to get better. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And we know since, you know, all our fans out there are demanding more stuff, uh, <laughs> we're back again to talk about Doctor Who because we can't just not talk about Doctor Who. That's what the podcast originated from. It's I mean, even, yeah, so even if we don't do anything else, we got to do Doctor Who because it's smaller right. on the outside. Cause it's, yeah, because it's smaller uh, on the outside. Anyways, uh, Doctor Who's back, season nine or series, as I should probably say. I don't know. Uh, sometimes when I watch the uh, behind the scenes stuff for season eight, the like Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat and people were calling it season eight. They weren't calling it series. Ah, uh, they've been spending some time in America. Could be. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think they call everything series out there. Yeah, before that they did. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, season slash series nine is back. Uh, but before we talk about that, we also have a couple of prologues, 
pre uh, prequel stuff like that going on. Yep. Um, there was a prologue, which was a couple minutes long, and the prequel was a little bit longer, something like seven minutes. Yeah, something like that. Now the the prequel I I actually saw a few days ago because we uh, we went to the theater showing of Dark Water and Death in Heaven, which had the premiere of the prequel. And then right after the premiere of the prequel, they had an interview with uh, Will Wheaton uh, and Peter Capaldi and uh, Jenna Coleman, and the whole thing was like super super spoilery for the like they were talking about tons of stuff that's coming up this season, including a. Uh, a couple different things that happened in this episode, but yeah. What does Will Wheaton have to do with anything? He he just like the nerd. Yeah, he just he just like he likes Doctor Who. So they're like, oh, well, I like Doctor Who. Can I get interviewed too? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess because he was in Star Trek or something. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's he's kind of one of the you know more celebrity nerds out there, so. Now, between the two, the prologue came out first, right? Yeah, the prologue came out, like, a week ago. And then the prequel yeah. came out at, in theaters, like, on uh, Tuesday. And then came out on TV yesterday. Yeah, the prologue was uh, was about the Doctor talking to some, you know, sisterhood of the traveling robes on that planet. On, uh, um, on Karn, which he, vis- he visits in... The, uh, Oh no, he, he's still there in the in this episode, I believe. At one point in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I I don't know too much about that. That uh, that planet, I believe, is the same planet from um, Night of the Doctor. Um, basically, he was saying he was running from something. It was kind of basically leading into the prequel. That yeah. Like he said, he was gonna go find. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he he was heading off into the castle place that he goes to in the prequel, that you find him right. in the episode later. The prequel is a little bit more important. Um, oh yeah. The prequel basically had the Doctor, quote unquote, uh, meditating. Not not exactly what he was doing, but he was supposed to be meditating, and he just he has ADD, so he can't. <laughs> so basically he's at this castle this far off time and uh, in order to help him meditate he needs the help of the people in the castle to find water to well for water so he just kind of goes around the grounds looking for a good place for water and when he gets that he needs something else because he can never focus visitor um, center and then when he just starts to meditate, they ask him what's up. He basically says that somebody that he knows, not necessarily a friend, is uh, is sick, and he's supposed to see him before you know, dot 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 happens. And it's just somebody that he's known for a while. What was it? It leads him into this war. It all started with a war. It all started with a war, and the war itself is where the episode starts. Yeah. Now, here, there's a couple things I noticed about the prequel. Uh, now, I'm not sure if the prologue or the episode had this. I wasn't paying cl- close enough attention, but the Doctor's outfit is a little different. Yeah, he's been changing his outfit a little bit. It more started, or less. Yeah, it started with the Christmas special. In the Christmas special, his uh, jacket turned into a, like a jacket and a hoodie at the same time. I feel like that's going to be a common... Um 
thing because I feel like the outside of his coat's always going to stay the same, and then whatever's inside his other layers would change. But then in the prequel, and possibly in the episode, but I don't, I wasn't paying attention again, um, he had like pajama pants and like a, a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he had longer hair too. I don't know. Well, wow. Well. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, that happens. So I don't know if, if they're changing the doctor's outfit. I have to look at the episode again to see if if that stayed in the episode. I wasn't. I'm thinking it was it wasn't the same in the episode, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. So let's talk about the episode. The episode was called "The Magician's Apprentice," and I think we all knew that ever since. The name was announced after the Christmas special that I was certain that the magician was going to be the doctor. Oh yeah, um, magician. Well, the, yeah, they mentioned they they called a magi- magician a few times in the Christmas special, and I think even in some of the previous episodes as well. So I thought that was fairly obvious, and then the prequel kind of confirmed that that he he had been referring to himself as a magician, sort of like a Merlin of that area. <laughs> well, anyways, the title is obviously at least partially borrowing from the Sorcerer's Apprentice, right. um, but that's just title fun um, wordplay. The episode was actually pretty good. It's written by Stephen Moffat, uh, as and, premieres usually are. Yeah, and just like Stephen Moffat usually does, he pretty much confuses me throughout the episode. Even after it ended, I was still a little lost um, as to how, like, t- as far as timeline goes, how, how did this happen? Which, um, which was on purpose, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Anyways, it starts off with that war we were talking about with the prequel. Right. And it's a weird kind of war because it looks like it takes place way in the past, like World War Two, right? You got mm-hmm. these fighter jets flying overhead shooting lasers though yeah so it looks <laughs> so, old but also new at the same time so you know it's got to be some kind of distant weird planet the soldiers have like bow and arrows and stuff so like the entire thing is just all over the place um but in this war path they see this kid who's running right and the kid's in trouble because he's running into a path that's bad for him or whatever because hands just start popping out of the ground. They, they called them hand mines, I believe. Hand mines? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure they are. I thought I heard it wrong at first, so I, I listened again, and that's what they were calling it. When the hands popped out of the ground, did you think that it was going to be Weeping Angels? No. I thought it would have. I thought it was going to be Weeping Angels when I saw I that, thought but it, it wasn't. Some, but... I thought it was going to be something like Weeping Angels. Um, well, because they like said it, they said they can't grab you unless you move, which is sort of, kind of how it happened in Weeping Angels. They said like if they don't see you moving, but I mean, I mean they they well, you can't see them moving. I guess with Weeping Angels, but anyways, it's similar. Yeah. Well, what these guys are basically there's these dirty hands. Basically, the hands are made out of the dirt, kind of looks like, and uh, on the palm they have these eyes that kind of look at you, and they can just grab you and suck you into the ground. Which, to me, immediately, I, I thought of the Daleks when I saw that. 
You thought Daleks when you saw that? I, I was thinking kind of just an original, like, villain that could... Right, I didn't think it. they were Daleks, but I thought that that was... That it did remind me of Daleks. A lot of the stuff had uh, shout-outs to Daleks just in general throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I did notice, like the tank and everything. But we'll get to that. The kid's surrounded by a bunch of hands that are going to get him if he moves, and they just start popping out of the ground. But then the doctor shows up and says, you have like a one out of a thousand chance of uh, surviving this, but all you need is one shot. And he's like, so tell me your name, tell me who's going to actually survive this, and he says his name is Davros. Did you remember then, who that was? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Now, here's, here's the thing. During that interview with Will Wheaton, one of the things Peter Capaldi said that immediately I thought was a spoiler to me is he said, brush up on your Dalek history. I knew from the second he said that, that he was talking about Davros. <laughs> because uh, one of the big uh, episodes in Doctor Who history was the creation of the Daleks with the fourth Doctor, and which, which is all about Davros, really. And so I, I was certain that's what he was talking about, and then there you go, Davros. And Davros, is, if you don't remember, the creator of the Daleks. No, I didn't remember that. And, uh, well, anyways, at any rate, the doctor looks real concerned when he hears the word Davros, and then it goes into the title sequence. But then after the title... Well, we go into, like, the Star Wars uh, bar where there's a bunch of aliens. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Right? The, the Star Wars bar? Well, you got the uh, thing. You got the thing asking for the doctor, right? Right, it, Darth Blader. That's what I call him. He kind of looks like a Darth Sith, except he kind of rolls on the ground like he's got rollerblades on. I call him Darth Blader. Uh, anyways, he's looking for the doctor for some weird reason. He's asking around, and um, what do they say? They say he was last seen on that Sisterhood of the Traveling Robes planet. The Karn. Planet Karn. Yep, Planet Corn. And when he goes there, they say, what have you done, or what, what has he done, or what was it? Because that's when he says Davros is looking for him, and he's dying, and that he remembers the Doctor. He remembers what he's done, and then that's when the old ladies are like, what has he done? And that's, I think, when the Doctor ultimately goes over to do his meditation. And before, but, uh, there was another scene, I don't know when, when this scene was, but um, they went back to the Shadow Proclamation. Yeah. Remember, the, that those were those two people, like, you've got the, 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 uh, the, the you have the person that, that runs the Shadow Pro Proclamation, and you have the, the rhino-looking thing. And those two people, the, we last saw them in the season finale of season four. I don't remember. I don't recall. Yeah, they remember the planets were disappearing, and the Doctor had just found out that Rose was back, and so he was looking for where Earth, wherever Earth went, and he had to go to the Shadow Proclamation to find out what was going on. And uh, okay. those people were there. Talking... Uh, talk about a, an invisible planet. I don't know, there's one later on in the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after that scene, the Doctor kind of sneaks away. He goes into hiding. Um, but Darth Blader is after him. 
And then it goes back to Earth where uh, Claire is talking about Jane Austen kissing people. Then she looks outside and she notices the planes have just stopped in the air. They're just they're just standing there um, like a painting. They, they're not moving. Right. The people on the ground are worrying that uh, the planes are just going to drop and crash. Um, but Clara needs help, so she gets on her little motorcycle and she finds, uh, what was it, Kate? Mm-hmm. Um, from... Unit. The Unit. Not the Unit. <laughs> the TV show. By the way, uh, it says the, the snake guy was Colony Sarf. No, yeah, no, it was like, uh, I keep her- hearing Colonies of, that's what I always heard when I heard them saying his name. Yeah, Colony Sarf. Stupid name, it's, it's, uh, Darth Blader. Um, anyways, they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on with the planes, and Claire kind of figures out, it seems to be a, um, you know, just kind of call out, like somebody's trying to get their attention. So then they get some text messages saying, Hey, Missy, you blow my mind. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Missy. <laughs> of course, Missy's making an entrance. Basically, she says she needs to meet with Clara, bring eight snipers, and we'll have a chat about what's going on. One thing that bothers me is they never even remotely attempt to explain how she survived. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Time Lord and stuff. I mean, I, she she's not regenerating. She uh, she was blown apart by a, a Cyberman. A Cyberman. Yeah. That's right. And uh, I mean, I expected maybe it, that she didn't blow up. Maybe my theory at the end of that episode was that maybe she programmed the Cyberman to be able to teleport her away or something, you know? Mm. And they could have just thrown that in there really easily, and they didn't. That kind of annoyed me. (laughs) Missy and Clara meet at this outdoor um, restaurant-type thing. Uh, Missy has an airplane fly overhead, so they have, uh, you know, shade. (laughs) But basically what she's saying is, hey, the doctor gave me this little device, which has his confession, whatever that means. Um, and it's only for his best friend, so it doesn't, like, Clara can't touch it. Well, apparently Missy's his best friend, and, uh, Clara's their dog. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you see that, that couple over there, you're the dog. hmm Basically, they need to work together to find the doctor, because he's in danger, and Missy's his best friend and everything. She wants to make it a point that she's still, she's not good. You know, she's still completely and absolutely evil. But, you know, she needs to help the doctor because, uh, I guess, without the doctor, there would be no Missy. No, without Missy, there would be no doctor or something like that. You um, know, she's bananas, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, she's banana sandwich. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but, uh, once again, Claire gets the help from, uh... Are you talking about Kate Stewart? Kate. Okay. Yeah, she gets help from Kate and the gang. To... Yeah, Unit finds out, like, they, they start narrowing down where the Doctor could be in history. And and I guess Missy says something about, the oh, right before the Doctor dies, he's supposed to meditate or something. 
Yeah, and Clara then, asks her Clara, what what has to, what a time lord has to do before they die. Yeah, and Clara figures out. Well, he's not going to be doing that. He's going to probably just party or something, you know. No, basically, yeah. This she said party because um. Uh, she ne- he needs to be as far away from a crisis as possible in order to, you know, meditate. But not meditate, party. Right, because this doctor, he he can't shut up, I guess. <laughs> and there was only one place on the map through time and space and all that where a party, if you can call it that, is, is going down. Right, only one place in time and space where there was ever a party. Okay. Well, where the doctor is, at least. <laughs> I didn't know if their map had the doctor. Like, yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how it worked. I don't think we were supposed to care. It, it was uh, operated by uh, what is it? Magic. The uh, Santa tracker. <laughs> right, right. But uh, but yeah. Once again, he's partying at this castle, screwing up time and space. It's like, yeah, it, the, that, the thing is, is the doctor thinks he's about to die, so it seems like he doesn't even care about the rules anymore. He's, he's uh, teaching these people, dude. Dude. <laughs> he's playing electric guitar, bringing a tank in. He's doing all kinds of stuff that is just messing with time, you know. Wouldn't that, yeah, wouldn't that mess with the space-time continuum pretty, uh, pretty big? Yeah, but, like, he's about to die, so what does he care? <laughs> I what he care, yeah. He's having a grand old time, he brings in a tank, and once again, like, this is, like, the tank looks like a Dalek, right? Well, I guess so, yeah, sort of. And he references a Dalek as a, a being inside of a tank. Yeah, later um, on. Later on as well. So, then you think, oh, that does look like a, like a Dalek. Anyways, they show up there, and uh, he plays them a little song as well before uh, Darth Blader shows up. And that was another thing I was spoiled on with the uh, um, interview that he was going to be playing electric guitar at some point this season. But I think that's in the I think it's in the trailer. <laughs> How is that a spoiler? <laughs> it's just a spoiler is anything I didn't know beforehand. Just playing a guitar. I know, but a spoiler for me is anything I didn't know beforehand, so it would have been cool if I didn't know that. Spoiler, Clara picks her nose. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, uh, Darth Blader shows up at the castle as well and says, we're going to take you into custody uh, because uh, Davros, he remembers. He remembers what you did. And he throws a... uh, screwdriver on the ground. And the doctor's like, I don't have a screwdriver anymore. Now, that this is interesting right here. So the doctor has been in this place without his screwdriver for three weeks or so. Um, and this screwdriver looks destroyed. Do you think he's going to get a new one, or do you think he's just not going to have one, this doctor? This is the screwdriver that Matt Smith had, right? Yep. He should at least get a new screwdriver. Yeah, I have a you know I have some friends at work that talk about Doctor Who, and one of them really wants uh, wants the Doctor to get it, get his own new screwdriver, and so this would be like the perfect opp- opportunity to do that. However, the way he says I don't have a screwdriver anymore almost sounds like he's okay with not having one. Like maybe they're gonna try not having a screwdriver for the for the rest of this Doctor, you know. 
I think. Well, I don't know. I you think can that. Have a, you, what are you saying? You can have the doctor without a screwdriver. You can. The fifth doctor, I believe, he stopped using the screwdriver for th like two or three seasons. Hmm. So it can happen. I don't know. But yeah, the uh, the dude in the hood, the uh, Darth Blader dude, shows up, and we find out that the reason why his face looks all scary is because it's made out of like a wrapped up snake. <laughs> a bunch of them. A bunch of wrapped up snakes that just kind of peel off. He's taken captive. Like the snakes act as a rope. Right. Um, that tie his wrists together. But Clara and Missy, since they're their, his best friends, they, they won't let him go alone, so they volunteer as tribute to... Uh, <laughs> to go as well. And now, now at, at right around this point, I'm thinking, so uh, is Missy a new companion now? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> um, you know? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little... I don't know. Well, Missy hasn't been in the TARDIS, right? No. I don't so, think so. I mean, the, mas the master has in the past, but... Oh. Yeah. You know. That it doesn't count. <laughs> Anyways, uh the doctor goes off to uh this place, this ship that he calls maybe it's a space station, maybe it's a hospital. It's there that he meets up with Davros and they kind of talk a little bit. But at the same time, Missy and Clara, they're uh they're also on the ship or building or hospital or whatever you want to call it. It's no space station. It's, yeah, it's a Death Star. And Missy's idea, whole plan, is to open up the pod bay doors and see what happens, because they're right in the middle of space. Or are they? Right. Now, here's when the they... thing. Okay, so even if she's like, okay, so we're not in space, but we're on a planet, and she walks out there, what if the planet didn't have breathable air? <laughs> well, we didn't know if it would or not. Missy's crazy. <laughs> True. But yeah, she steps out there, and apparently what looks like space is an invisible planet in reality, uh, and that's when everything comes to light and we figure out where they are, or where they really are. Scarrow. Scarrow, the planet of the Daleks. Now, I noticed that a lot of the scenery in this one looked classic is that right oh yeah um it, it, i mean if, if you compare it to the last time we saw scarrow was on the uh um asylum of the daleks when the doctor went to meet somebody who he thought was uh asking for his help it turned out it was like a, a dalek in disguise right and that yep. when he went there that planet looked completely abandoned and it had uh, really tall buildings, and it, it looked similar, but it was a somewhat of a different style. And then this looks a lot more classic, I think. It kind of, it just kind of reminded me of what I thought the uh, old series looked like, as far as that went. Now I'd have to watch the uh, the uh, Fourth Doctor special where he's on Scarrow and you know the creation. I of thought the especially the, I thought especially the scene when they walked, uh, Missy and Claire walked into the room with the Daleks, that spacious room. Mm -hmm. Of just Daleks kind of wandering around. I thought I'd seen something like that in a, at least a clip of the older series. Maybe. Now, now I know I did notice that the doors, the way the doors open and closed, uh, in that in that um, building, 
was the same as, like, even the second episode of Doctor Who of the classic series, the first time you ever see the da- Daleks, they have those same kind of doors. Mm. So they're uh, they're at least shouting out a little oh, yeah. bit the uh, the older series there. Well, I mean, it's full of it. I mean, you got Davros too, you know. Now, what happened again? As far as the Daleks not supposed to even know who the Doctor is, it happened at some point towards. It was either towards the end of season. No, no, it was in the middle of season eight somewhere. I think like when when they. Uh, when the doctor went inside the Dalek, he knew who the doctor was. So I think they explained it in that episode somewhere. Hmm. Okay. Um. But yeah, when but he's I don't yeah hey, I don't remember why. <laughs> when he's talking to Davros, and when we've seen Davros before, did he look like this guy? Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same. And uh, that was again the season four finale with the uh, with David Tennant. You know, when David Tennant uh, regenerated into David Tennant. Yes. <laughs> it was that same it was that same episode. Gotcha. Anyways, the uh yeah, when he's talking to Davros, you see some video in the background. The uh Davros is watching Doctor Who. Um <laughs> He had clips you know, he had the clips greatest hit. He had clips of the fourth doctor, the uh sixth doctor, and the tenth, I think. Yeah, he's watching the greatest hits, but there he's basically just repeating what basically <laughs> I think what those those clips were other episodes where Davros was in them I think that's what he was right. sh- what was being shown anyways he kind of confirms to the doctor what he thought all along that it was a trap you know um, when Missy and Clara are confronted by about 20 Daleks or so even the colored ones right um <laughs> And they're all, like, exterminate. They want to, like, destroy the TARDIS. But Missy's like, no, don't destroy the TARDIS. The TARDIS is your best friend. It can take you all over the universe and make you kill a bunch of anybody that you want because it can take you all through space and time. And the only thing you need... The problem with that is the Daleks already have time travel. If you think about that, they were a big part of the time war. Yeah. And Time War had tons of time travel in it, and even even before that, in old classic episodes, the Daleks were like I think even in the first Doctor, the Daleks had time travel. So, <laughs> so I, I, Missy doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, of course not. She's crazy. <laughs> she's telling the Daleks that yeah, this TARDIS can help them for a variety of reasons, but the only thing that they need in order for it to work is me! You know, that's what she says. And uh, the Daleks are like, nah, and they kill her! <laughs> or, well, here's the thing. Normally when a Dalek kills somebody, I don't think they disappear. Do they? Because, like, if you go back to season one, when the Daleks killed somebody, you saw the flash where you, where you see their skeleton, right? But then they just collapse onto the ground. Like, um, like when they killed Captain Jack... He just fell on the ground, and then later Rose revived him. But he didn't right. disappear. Otherwise, Rose wouldn't have been able to bring him back. He was still there. So that that right there, that that was a little suspicious to me. So I don't know if they're actually if they were actually killed. Well, I suspect not. But it, it at least it looks authentic enough. Then again, um, so did uh, Missy's death at the end of last season. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, then Claire is like, 
crap, now I'm alone with all the monstrous things. So she decides to make a run for it. Uh, she doesn't even zigzag. Exterminate. Uh, and they say exterminate, and then they kill Clara. <laughs> That sucks. And I'm just sitting there, well, that sucks. <laughs> and this is the reason why I, like, maybe consider, maybe they did kill her. Uh, because of the last scene of the episode. Basically saying, you know, oh, well, first of all, the Daleks then turn to the TARDIS and they kill the TARDIS, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Which, first again, next... That's going to make the next part even more confusing. Even more so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they destroy the TARDIS, and then the next thing you know, we're back in that war field with all the hand mines. And after the Doctor left him all alone in that field, he shows up right behind him this time. Right. With a, like a broken Dalek gun thing. And he says, I need to save my friends. That's why I return. And the only way I can save them is if I exterminate. <laughs> and, then it says be, and then it says to be continued. Yep. So, I mean, now he says he needs to save his friends. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, bring them back from the dead. Because what he could be doing... You know what one one could think that he's doing is you know okay you killed you killed Davros so he never captures his friends but the problem mm -hmm. is you killed Davros and you have a huge issue with with the uh, time here because then the Daleks never are created you never have the time war you never have the War Doctor you never <laughs> what do you get you know it creates a huge problem with time if you if you kill Davros. Now, the only thing I can come up with on this one, as far as time travel goes, I mean, whatever the Ridgewatch uh, time travel th mechanism that both Missy and uh, Clara have okay. there, yeah, yeah. Maybe he gets a hold of that somehow because at least one of them's not dead. Right. Um, now, also, I don't think he's going to kill Davros. What I think he's going to do is he's going to change the past by saving Davros instead of leaving him there. So Davros won't be as upset with the Doctor in the future. He won't remember what you did. But he'll still create the Daleks. And in fact, will create the Daleks with their signature phrase, Exterminate, because he heard the Doctor say it. <laughs> well, now we're talking back to the future over here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so uh, instead, of, instead of preventing the Daleks' creation, he helps basically start it off. Something like that. See, now, that, that's another reason why maybe Miss C and Claire is not dead, because... Of the wristwatch thing, right? The uh, it's called the uh, vortex manipulator. It's the same thing that Captain Jack had. Captain Jack had, and it doesn't River have it too? Yeah, River too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that's a lot more easy to use than a TARDIS. Oh yeah, but a lot more oh. uh, uh, dizzying or something. Dizzying. Yeah. Yeah, because the doctor said time travel without a without a vehicle or something. He said, "Oh." <laughs> Anyways, uh, as far as the, the, the to be continued, so here we go. I have another Stephen Moffat writing a two-parter. Yeah. Yep. So last season uh, saw the 
return of the first two-parter with the with the finale, and now this season has yet another two-parter for the premiere. And I'm hoping another one has a finale because I think Stephen Moffat's finally realizing, okay, 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 two-parters are good. <laughs> he's, he's now realizing that when he did just one-parter, they felt like little mini seasons. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like everything was connected. And from what I've heard in the interview, um, uh, with uh, Will Wheaton, not only is are the two parters going to help with that, but something they're doing with uh, with with this season is going to make it a little bit better too. We'll talk about that when we get to that point later. Um, I guess so. Yeah, because there's been some. Uh, Quite a few spoilers as far as just promotional news and articles go with the Doctor Who this uh, this year. Indeed. Um, sometimes, guys. I mean, I'm not a huge like thing with spoilers like Andy is, but sometimes you gotta be smart with your news articles. Mm-hmm. And when you release information, people aren't dumb, you know. They're <laughs> And the hardcore fans are gonna like feel a little less happy. Yeah, and and see here, th- David read a spoiler and I read a spoiler, but here's the thing, I can't know for sure whether we read the same spoiler. <laughs> Most likely, there's a good did. there's a good chance that we did, but because we can't know. We can't ask each other about it, because then what if one of us spoils the other on something else? Yeah. <laughs> I do know other stuff as well. I'm not sure if you know. Um, but as far as uh, as big stuff goes that really should be kept in secret mm-hmm. goes, um, I think those ones you and I both know. Possibly. Uh, can't say little sure. stuff that you'd still consider spoiler that I don't I though now I'm thinking now I'm thinking the stuff that I thought was little spoilers might be big might be even big for more than Doctor Who <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 I I I think I know what you're talking about there but I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah yeah, so that's what oh, that's another thing that happens, guys. You spoil one show, you might spoil another. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's it's tricky. You got to got to be smart with your news articles. That's just my uh PSA for the day. Yep. And we'll, um, you, you know, we'll get to that stuff, you know, when it happens. So, my basic my question for this like episode just in general is what's going on with the timeline? When did he actually see Davros? When did he lose his uh, sonic screwdriver? And- well, it's clearly it happened between seasons. Um, we don't know if he if if it happened like right before he got to that castle, or maybe he has been traveling for a while and you know, and he hasn't had a screwdriver in years. Who knows? Yeah, and, and how is how is he gonna get back to? Uh, how's he gonna get back to the? freaking field. I mean... Remember la- gonna... last time the doctor thought he was about to die, he traveled for about a hundred years, I think it was figured out. Before he finally gave up and said, okay, let's go to Utah and, and get it over with. You know? Yeah. And then there's a... Uh, I guess he could meet up with Jack Harness or something and be like, hey. 
Where's the rest of your show? Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. He's on Arrow. Yeah. Not bad. Um, but so is River Song. True. Or no. She's out. Well, uh, yeah, she, she shows up once in a while. Yeah. Without an accent or anything. No, well, because her real accent is British, so she is putting on an accent. Sorry. Um, but that was the episode, and I think it was a pretty good start of the second season for Peter Capaldi. I thought you were about to say second season. I'm like, what? <laughs> second season of Peter Capaldi. Um, I think it shows some promise because, as far as his first episode goes, I was a little, uh, a little apprehensive. Well, I, I mean, that's how it goes with every that. doctor, really. Yeah. To be honest. Um. Re- yeah. Rewatching it, I I really enjoyed that watching that episode again. The uh, deep breath. Yeah. Because I recently rewatched the entire season eight, and uh, I I really enjoyed his stuff the second time through a lot better. But well, I guess. But then again, it could also be Stephen Moffat and a two-parter. I usually like those. Right. Best. It's definitely he's. I think Stephen Moffat's finally getting back into the okay. The way thing, the way we were doing things in season five, and you know, season five and somewhat part of season six was 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 okay, and we should go back to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and yeah. and uh, Peter Capaldi even said during the interview, he said, you know, one of the cool things about doing Doctor Who is we can kind of hear what things are working and what things aren't, and kind of adjust the way we do things based on that. I I really liked when he said that because then. That means they're actually listening to fans. When the, when fans know that they're not doing too good with Doctor Who, as as in like the last, as in a lot of season seven and and part of season eight, uh, then then they can kind of say, okay, we weren't doing good there, but we were doing good in like season five and part of season six. So what what exactly was different? And then kind of look at what to do next with that. And I think sure. they're gonna I think they're gonna be doing that too. I think they're gonna be getting even better. As far as where you can listen to us, um, we are on Podomatic, of course. Um, I believe that automatically goes to iTunes. I don't think we're on Stitcher anymore. Um, I'll try to post this on WordPress again. Um, I got a couple of TV WordPress sites right now, so... Yeah, you can uh, post it on your TV sites. Yeah. PBA there. I'm not sure if I'll go on uh, the small on the outside specific WordPress or not because I haven't been on there forever. Um, Might as well. Um, My other site is called Dave Examines TV. Um, That's mostly a TV reviewing thing. Um, So probably wouldn't fit there very well. It might. I mean, and we're talking about TV, so it's TV discussion. You can you might put like off topic maybe. I would I would make it as a feature. Yeah, some um, yeah, some kind of yeah, special feature in the site. Cuz I've been making features for every you know, day basically. I have a Thursday and a Friday feature right now. Oh, okay. Throwback so Thursday. So this could be Saturday then. Or I guess it would might be Sunday since that's when Sunday it maybe. I'd have to figure out a name for it. But uh, I'll figure that out. Um, 
But other than that, you can uh, follow us there. You can uh, subscribe to our channel. Give us comments because we like reading what you have to say. Um, you can probably find us on Reddit and uh, Facebook and Twitter and all those kind of different sites. Um, we are back. Um, thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave. I was the Time Lord this evening. I'm Andy. Who is the companion. We'll catch you next week when we talk about the next episode. Do we know what that one's called? I, uh, do you want me to look it up? Because it could be spoilers. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got it right in front of me. Okay. It is called The Witch's Familiar. Oh, I wonder if that has something to do with Karn again. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Um, but yep, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace out.